Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% luck, 20% This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, Welcome into the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. On 1250 AM, the fan, I am Mike McGivern, and we're talking Elmbrook United Soccer Club today. And uh, Joe Lutke, who is the Executive Director of Coaching, is going to join us for the entire hour. Joe, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you, uh, your willingness to come on for an hour. I, I really do. I didn't know when I made the call over there, but you and I have uh, have met before. We were um, up at Wisconsin Lutheran for an event that Tony Dungy spoke at and uh, got a chance to meet you there. And, and one of your former players got a chance to speak as well. Yeah, you know... Uh... I'm also the head men's soccer coach at Wisconsin College. I've uh, been there for 21 years. Uh, and they, uh, on a yearly basis, do a Divine Servant Award. And Tony Dungy was the recipient when you and I were both there. And one of my former players was uh, adopted from Ethiopia. So there was just a, a connection with the speaker. Um, and uh, Teffy got to speak. And uh, it was inspirational. And Tony Dungy was great. And I also got to meet you, which was which capped uh, off the night for me. It was great. Well, you know, hopefully I didn't, you know, I probably said, hey, look over there and stole some food off your plate. But other than that, I think it went well. In fact, Hesse was a, a guest on Faith in the Zone and had him in studio. And, and I don't know, this was a couple of years ago, if he's still doing the food truck up in the Green Bay area. But he was doing some really good work. And he had that servant leadership heart that I think was just so impressive to everybody in that room. And when I got a chance to have him uh, come and, and, and be a guest on, on Faith in the Zone, it was a really interesting show. Yeah, you know, you've coached uh, yourself for a long time, and I think we can go back to all the years that we've coached and pick out players, uh, and they all were special to us in one way or another. But Teffy is one of those guys that, Man, when when I think back, I can't help but think of of Taffy just because not only the type of player he was, but I don't know if I've met a more just humble, like you said, just a, a servant leader and having the heart of Christ. Uh, 
Teffy was Teffy was just an awesome awesome person, and I know he's still uh, still giving back to those things that uh that matter most to him for sure. Well, it was you know it was a very impressive um, night to listen to him speak, and and it was him and his and his family. His sister was there, and and she was Wisconsin Lutheran, I, I believe, as well. And and to talk to to talk about their background and where they came from. It's just their story, but it was amazing as, you know, we, you know, I grew up on the east side of Milwaukee and, and I knew every night that, you know, I was going to get fed and my mom was going to, you know, tuck me in and, and the lights were going to go on and off and, and I'd get up the next day and head over to this school I was going to with all my buddies. And so that was just normal for me. But then to hear how they, what was normal to them was just totally different. It's amazing, you know, and, and that's one of the things that, that uh, coaching really has taught more, taught me, or I'm I'm often reminded about perspective. You know, there's times I think as coaches, especially me, where I get pretty intense, or you know, you yell at a kid, maybe when you should have been a little more patient. Um, and Teffy, some of those stories that Teffy told, I did I hadn't heard in detail until even that evening, and that's just another time where. I was just reminded about putting things in perspective. I mean, we all want to win, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, each player that, that I've had the opportunity to coach has a, has a unique background that I don't always know about. So on any given day, they may be struggling with something that I'm not aware of. And I, I try and keep that either in the front of my mind or the back of my mind. So it helps me be, uh, I think, be a better coach. Yeah, I well, that night was my wife and I still talk about not only the you know how it just was a first class event, and I know the one with Tim Tebow that was supposed to happen this year because of COVID did not, but the you know the food was really good, the the yeah. um, the people at our table um, were incredible, and and the inspiration that you felt when you got done with that was was just really fun. So hey, let's talk a little bit about Elmbrook United Soccer Club. How long have you been there? So. Uh, we're going into our fifth year. So right now we're in year four. Um, you know, like, like I think I mentioned you before, we, we merged. Uh, we're a relatively new club, soccer club in the area. We, uh, we merged Elmbrook, uh, I'm sorry, Elm Grove Soccer Club and Brookfield Soccer Association merged in 2017 to create Elmbrook United. So we're in year four that I've been the executive director here. Hey, so if if you're not familiar with soccer, if you are, soccer can get very political. You know, this club and, and, and that club don't like each other much, and this guy and that. And, and look, I was in that game for a while as the director of sales marketing with the Wave and the Rampage. I was the general manager for an indoor soccer team down in Chicago for a year. So I've been around kind of, you know, those guys, and sometimes it gets a little bit political and for you and for, for these two clubs to be able to get come together and say, okay, let's form one, I think is a real testament to people working together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially when you think, you know, although we sit, we share the same geographic area, we share the same school district as Elmbrook school district, Elm Grove soccer club and Brookfield soccer association, both have roots that go back, 40 years before we merged, uh, and there definitely was pride, um, local pride, you know, village pride in Elm, in Elm Grove. Uh, and we really, for a long period in there, I, don't, I use the word 
fought, um, not literally, but we, we really fought over players. Coaches were switching back and forth. Um, so it, it definitely was a rival. You know, there was a rivalry between us two clubs. So the fact that uh, the two clubs were able to come together, it was talked about for a long time because it made so much sense. But anytime you talk about changing your colors and changing your flag and creating a new one, um, it, it really takes people that are vested in doing what's right. And, and I was really fortunate to have two really good boards, the, the Brookfield board, the Elm Grove board, uh, two good presidents that wanted to see it happen and, and were able to, you know, deal with the arguing and the disagreements and, you know, talking about logos and all those other things that people can get bogged down on. We really kept our focus on the reason why we were doing it. So uh, really proud that 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 was pulled off. Yeah, I for me and after you and I talked the other day on the phone, I started thinking about that. And back in, you know, the, the wave days when I worked for the wave, we would have, you know, this group bringing in you know a bunch of kids from from this soccer club and we'd have another soccer club and they'd be like well where are they sitting because we're going to sit opposite you know that kind of stuff we had to worry about and normally to be honest with you joe it wasn't the younger people or the kids in these clubs it was the it was the guys that had been with that club for a really long time that had that real strong pride in saying, look, I, we are, we would never merge with somebody else. So I love the fact that through, you know, I'm sure there were some discussions about this. And like you said, the logo and stuff like that, but if you don't get bogged down into that part, um, let's, let's come together. And if, if we work together as one, instead of trying to get this player over here, if, you know, I just think it's a, it's a good sign that the people out in your area decided this is the best for the health of, of, you know, soccer in our area. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, you know, I learned a lot during that, during that time. Um, <laughs> one of the things we learned is that mergers that happen quickly are much more likely to happen. If it's drug out over a long period of time, then like you said, you definitely get bogged down in the minutia and you know, people start arguing and, and it's easy to just go back and say, you know what, we're going to stay who we are. We can't get along. So we had a pretty aggressive timeline to make it all happen, which I think really worked in our favor. Hey, as I am on uh, the website, it's elmbrookunited.com. Um, and, and I didn't check with you to make sure it's okay. I promote this, but the recreational winter training um, there's still some openings. Starts on the 18th, um, Friday the 18th, the 1st, the 15th. Obviously, nothing on Christmas Day. Uh, just added a new time for the U6 and U7 uh, kids. It's going to be 6 to 7 p.m. along with the 5 to 6 p.m. Look, if if you're looking to get your kids uh, some training this winter, ElmbrookUnited.com. Uh, recreational winter training. There's a number of things that I think they're going to be doing out at that facility that you can kind of take a look at. There's also the protocols uh, for Wisconsin Youth Soccer Association with COVID-19, exactly what they're going to be doing at the Brookfield Indoor Facility. So you, you can see right you know, in writing what they're what they're doing, what you need to do if you want to get your kids or yourself involved in in some of that. Hey, with the time we have um, in this first segment, can you, Joe? Can you talk a little bit about what you do as the executive director um, of coaching for Elmbrook, and how hard is it to find quality coaches? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think you hit on it right there to begin with. I think one of my biggest roles, number one, is to make sure that we have quality coaches that uh, believe in our mission statement, 
that obviously are qualified and that, um, you know, have experience. So uh, that's probably my biggest role would be my inner, my hiring of the coaches, uh, coaching education, um, and really overseeing all aspects of what happens on the field. Um, obviously those things bleed over into, you know, the administrative side of things, which I, I do play a role in. And obviously there's, in youth sports, there's going to be some parental uh, concerns and conversations that have to be had. Um, that's another uh, a piece to my job description. Um, but, you know, in terms of finding coaches, I, I really truly believe that's one of our strengths at Elmbrook United. Uh, if you go down and, and go to our website and, and look at our coaching staff, that has 10 former professional players on staff, Um you know, I, we feel really good about where we're at in terms of the coaches that we have leading our players. Is it, uh, you know, I, I think in probably in soccer more than, than anything because, you, you know, if there's a parent that played Little League Baseball, he feels like he could probably coach Little League Baseball. You know, I've coached yeah. against a lot of guys that played, you know, they played rec basketball in high school and, and they watch basketball, so they should be able to coach basketball. Soccer's a little bit different animal, I think, Joe. I don't think guys who have never played soccer feel as though, well, I've watched a couple of games so I can step on the pitch and and and, and coach a soccer game. And so I think your the amount of people in that in in the circle of okay, can we can we get these good quality coaches is a little bit smaller than it is in some of the other sports, which makes it a little bit more difficult for a guy like you, I would think. Yeah, for sure. Because we're asking, I mean, number one, we're asking these, these coaches to spend a lot of time with, with people's kids. So you know, right away, they have to, they have to be able to um, be responsible, be respectful. So they have to check all those boxes in terms of the type of people that you want in your organization. And then along with that, they obviously have to have the, professional uh, training in terms of going through coaching courses, getting their coaching license um, and having that, you know, basic experience level. And, you know, coaching isn't for everyone. You know, you take sometimes even very good players, people that have been around the game of soccer for 20, 30 years, and it doesn't always translate uh, into being a good coach. I I think that's pretty universal uh, throughout all sports, but uh, the pool definitely is, is not huge especially when you consider we also staff our academy program. Our academy program has about 23 teams and over 200 players, and those teams have paid coaches that we staff. And then we have about 41 select teams uh, within our program. And we have coaches that coach multiple teams, which help, but we're always looking for qualified uh, coaches within our club, and and that's something that uh, is really an ongoing process. Hey, Joe, when, and I'm looking at the academy coaching staff right now. When you look at their bios, it really is very impressive. And again, their certifications and, and what they have as far as their, their license, a national C license or an F license and, and all the way up. And as I'm going through that, I've already picked, um, I already know who my favorite academy coach is because I know her dad really well. But uh, Taylor Swiddle, my favorite part of her bio is it says, Taylor is very competitive and organized. It should say, just like my dad. That's what it should say right there. She is open to discussion of ideas and problems. That's her mom's side, by the way. So she's tough and competitive like her dad, and she's very open to having discussions of ideas and problems. That does not ring out for me 
with the dad side with Tom, but boy, I'll tell you, Ingrid on on her mom's side, that's her all over the place. But when you look at the bios of some of these guys and gals, um, it is really impressive. And that's why I wanted to spend a lot of this first um, segment talking about the amount of quality coaches that you have come up with. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the bios. You know, go to the select program and you can look at that staff and look at the coaches' bios. If you're involved in soccer, you know a lot of these names. I mean, you just do. So it's pretty impressive. Hey, Joe, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to talk a little bit about um, the, the health and strength of Elmbrook United. And then I've got to get uh, in the weeds with you a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, costs and, and things like that, what it costs for kids, at what age you think kids should start playing soccer, and then the co-ed side of it. You know, what side is stronger right now, the boys' side or the girls' side, as far as numbers and kids actually playing? He is Joe Lutka. He is the executive director um, at Elmbrook United Soccer Club of the coaching side, as we're talking with him throughout this conversation, elmbrookunited.com, located 194th in Lisbon, uh, 262-781-7348. But go to the website. There you have some things going on. If you want to get your kids involved this summer, continue to play soccer, Elmbrook, elmbrookunited.com. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance. On 12:50 a.m., the fan. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, oh, welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. On 12:50 a.m., the fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Mitch, thank you back at the uh, at the studio. Hey, Joe, how do you like this bumper music? You like this kind of stuff? I love all music. Joe, all music. I know you like... Hey, a pretty safe question for me to ask you if you like this kind of Christmas music. So thank you for that. Hey, um, as I'm looking down at the coaches that you have on the boys team, on the select part of it, it really is kind of a who's who. And you see, you know, Scott Kreitmeyer and Derek Banks. And then you come down, you see Hayden Knight. You see some guys that, you know, have, have been in this market and given back to the game of soccer for for a while now. Played at a really high level, a lot of these guys, and now they're giving back and, and they're coaching, like Hayden's coaching a U14 boys classic team. And uh, I just think that it's pretty cool that these guys are, I know Hayden is gone for a while, now he's back, and, and the fact that they're back and, and given, you know, certainly a lot of time to this program um, is it a testament to you as far as being the director of coaching? So well done with that. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I think one of our strengths, or I know one of our strengths, is that our goal at, the, at Elmbrook United is to provide the soccer experience for everyone, no matter what level you're at, highest level, beginning level. And at the select level, you know, we'll have three or four teams at an age group. Our elite teams are our top teams. Um, but then our, you know, our classic team may be a group of players that are still uh, on a different developmental path, so they don't have, they're not as experienced. And I just always believe that those players, those kids, those families deserve to have quality, experienced coaches so they can have a great experience as well. So a guy like Hayden Knight, who obviously is a Hall of Fame coach, played professionally, has a, has a great bio, um, he coaches our classic teams. 
uh, a lot of times. And the players love him. He's, he's great at skill development, technical development. And it, it's just uh, how we go about doing things, that we want to be a strong club top to bottom. And, and we don't necessarily uh, favor one type of team over another. We, we want to be an all-encompassing club. Hey, and, you know, shame on me, because maybe the name I should have started with was John Burke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he only had, I don't know, 600 wins or something at Catholic Memorial. And uh, he is uh, he retired over as the girls soccer coach there. And and as I'm sliding up and down and, and looking at the names, all of a sudden I'm like, really? I look no uh, no disrespect to Hayden or any of the other guys, but if I'm going to start with somebody, I would probably start with John Burke because of the amount of success he had at Catholic Memorial was second to none. Yeah, he is he is one of the most committed coaches that I've I've ever been around. Uh, he is dedicated to uh, teaching his players, to helping them achieve success. I mean, he won. Um, a multitude of championships at Catholic Memorial, named coach of the decade. Um, so he, he was, he, he's a great guy. Um, really fortunate that he's part of our program. Yeah, really fortunate. And, and looking at, you know, I, I quickly went and looked at his bio. I was pretty close. Um, I think I said 800 wins. He's at like, he was at like 750, something like that. And yeah. he, you know what, when you, when you talk to people in and around, high school soccer, especially on the girls' side, and you start talking about, you know, the greatest coaches in the history of the state of Wisconsin, his name is in that conversation, which tells you a lot about about him. Hey, let's talk a little bit on the girls' and boys' side. Is, is one side healthier as far as numbers are concerned um, with, with Elmbrook United, uh, rather uh, more than the girls' side, the boys' side, or vice versa? Sure. I think if you look at, you know, we have three different offerings uh, within our club. We have a rec side, which is traditionally around 1,200 players. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a big offering that we have. Um, usually that, that's relatively split in terms of, of boys and girls. Um, if anything, sometimes that the younger girls will be a little bit lighter on the rec side, but uh, overall healthy. Uh, on the academy side, um, we, we definitely – would like to add to our numbers at the girls' academy level. So that's really, you know, seven-year-olds to 10-year-olds. Academy is how it differs, differs from rec is really academy. You have a paid coach, um, and it's geared to the player that maybe shows a little bit more interest in soccer, uh, wants more, uh, shows an aptitude, is technically a little bit further ahead maybe than some of, some of their rec counterparts. Um, and then on, on the select side, so I would say that um, the high school boys side right now for us, the numbers are, are a little bit higher than the, they were on the girls' high school side. But really when you compare the, our 11 to 14-year-olds, uh, the boys might be a little bit bigger. But um, when it comes to you know, the quality and success of, of, our, of the genders, I would say they're very close. You know, from 11 to 14, our boys and girls teams right now are, are excellent. Um, just just full of some really good players, good athletes, and there's a lot of promise within those two age groups. Hey, Joe, can you talk a little bit about if you're a parent that wants to get your kid involved in whether it's the academy or the rec or the select, is there things other than paying the fee? Do do you expect them um, to volunteer for, for some things? Are there some things outside of just 
having that fee, that annual fee they have to pay to get the kid involved, um, are there things that you're asking the parents to get involved with as well? Yeah, you know, we, we definitely try and be cognizant of the fact that families are busy, parents are busy, and youth sports overall are not inexpensive. Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that our rec program, I, I would say, is, a, is definitely a, a great value. I mean, it's $235 for a, a full year, and it, you can still sign up for the spring session, uh, and that's only $175 um, for, a full, uh, for a full season. So you know, across the board, though, we, we ask people to volunteer. So there's a volunteer fee that if you complete your volunteer hours, um, you get that money refunded. So above and beyond that, you know, we ask for team managers and team treasurers, but those aren't compulsory. You know, those are just things that if someone wants to volunteer their time, be the team manager or the team social event planner, team photographer. So we have different things that people can choose to do, um, but it's not something that we require. Really the only thing that we do is, is we have that volunteer fee, and, and those volunteers really do help make things happen. I mean, they're the ones out there you know, today in the snow taking nets down at one of our parks with their fingers freezing off. So those people <laughs> definitely are necessary to our success. Um, but that that's okay. really only the additional things that we would ask. Hey, Kate, let's go back to the feet. So that 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 really, um, that, that sounded like it was a very reasonable number to me, and that's for the entire year. Does that include, like, indoor games and stuff as well? So on the rec side, that does not include... Uh, you had mentioned before the indoor, the, the rec clinics this winter. There's an right. additional additional fee on the rec side for um, winter training or winter leagues. But that fee does cover their uniform, and it covers their fall season and their spring season. Uh, wow. There's different clinics that are offered for free during those fall and spring as, as well with that fee. So rec soccer is definitely um, the best value out there. It's, it's a great introduction to the game. And it's also uh, just a great offering for those who want to play soccer. Um, maybe they are busy with some other sports. Soccer maybe isn't their number one. Uh, you know, maybe the family just can't quite make that time commitment that's required in academy or select. And, you know, so, so rec is uh, the perfect fit for them. Hey, Joe, I know that when, when you were at Wisconsin Lutheran High School, you were a soccer and basketball and baseball guy. And, and your wife, uh, Jennifer, you have three kids, Cole and Noah. And, and Grace, are, are the, the your three um, children, are they sports kids? They are. They are. They, they, are you a multi-sport kind of guy that you want, you know, Cole and Noah to play a couple sports and Grace to play a couple sports? Man, if they could play them all, I would want them to play them all. Um, you know, I, I just, for me as a dad, it's, it's great for me to go watch them play a sport that I don't coach. So last night we had some basketball games at our grade school. Um, it's just great to sit in the stands and just be a dad and, and watch a sport that I'm familiar with, but that I don't coach. Um, so I'm a big believer in the multi-sport athlete and, uh, I always encourage my kids to, to do as much as they can. My daughter's playing volleyball, soccer, basketball. Uh, my two sons play soccer and basketball. And, um, you know, if we, if we can talk my wife into it, they might even, they might even dabble in football a little bit if it if it were to work out for them. So, well, if hey, if Jennifer's listening, just know that this conversation is coming. And if if you need me to give Jennifer a call, you let me know. What ages are are Cole and Noah and Grace? So 
Cole is 14. He's a freshman at, at Lake Country Lutheran, um, and he is uh, in his basketball season right now there. Noah is 13, and Grace is 11. They both go to Christ the Lord in Brookfield, so uh, blessed to have uh, three great kids and a great and, wife, too. Yeah, well, that's uh, look, trust me, I did meet her over at the Tony Dungy event, and I may have told you that she all kicked your coverage right then, but it's certainly a line that I use a lot, and people go, you got you got to come up with a new line than that, but uh, that that's okay. I, I will do that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to start talking a little bit about philosophy. You know, what's the mission statement? When, when you're playing rec, I know it's certainly got to be different uh, than if you're playing select and if you're part of the academy, what that mission statement, are you looking to to win as many games as you can? Are you looking to develop these kids so that they can one day be part of the select program? Let's talk about the mission statement of Elmbrook United Soccer Club. He's Joe Lecky. Again, he is the executive director uh, there of, of coaching, and you can go to their website. A lot of good things on their website, elmbrookunited.com. Get some information. If you're looking for a place for your son or daughter or for you as an adult, they've got a lot of adult things going on at that facility as well. But I would go to that website, spend a little time on it, and uh, take a look at the, there are some things they may have um, available to you that you would uh, you would enjoy and your sons and or daughters would enjoy as well. And again, ElmbrookUnited.com. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. Oh, come all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM. The fan. I am Mike McGivern. We're talking Elmbrook United Soccer Club today. And you look outside, you might not be thinking, why are they talking soccer now? Because there's still a lot going on there. And, uh, I have not talked to Joe in a while and, and wanted to, to have him on, talk a little bit about the merger, of course, and, and just what's going on at Elmbrook United Soccer Club. You can go to elmbrookunited.com to get more information. Hey, Joe, can we talk a little bit about kind of the mission statement on on your soccer club and, and what you try to accomplish? And let's see if we can start with kind of the rec program for kids. When, when kids get involved in the rec program, what is your hope and, and what do you tell your coaches that you're trying to accomplish at that level? Yeah, I, I think overall our mission statement really fits into all of our different programs. You know, Like I said, when we merged, we, we felt like it was an opportunity for us to provide a quality soccer experience, a great life experience for soccer players in our community, no matter what level they may be at. And REC obviously is that geared more towards that beginner level. And uh, you know, at the rec program, really the philosophy, and this, this has to, in a way, be weaved through all the programs, but it has to be fun. It has to be an enjoyable experience. When the minivan or the SUV or whatever it is pulls up to practice, we want the kids running out safely, running to the field, not having to be prodded to get out. We, we want them to look forward to it. So, um one of the things we want is we want our coaches to run practices that look like the game. We try to avoid a lot of drills. We want things to be uh, game-like so the kids feel like, you know, one of the most popular questions usually that a coach gets, especially at the younger ages, is are we going to scrimmage? Um, 
So I think we've learned as soccer coaches to find a way to give them what they want and then to hide the drills within the game, you know, to hide that repetition and the tactical development, the technical development, um, you know, to, to put that into game-like situations. So, um, you know, at the rec level, we really want kids to, to have fun, number one, to have a positive life experience, and then just be exposed to the game of soccer. And then throughout that rec program, we can identify players that show an aptitude or a desire to move on, and, and a lot of times then they make that transition to our academy program. Do you guys, is is it a number, and I don't know if you'll, you'll want to share it with me or not, but the kids that stay in soccer, and the reason for the the uh, the question, Joe, when I, years and years ago, when I worked for the Wave, they talked about the soccer explosion that they kept yep. waiting for, and I, that was a long time ago. And what I would, you know, as I stood back and looked, what I saw were, you know, parents love getting their kids involved in a lot of things when they're, when they're, you know, five, six, seven, eight, and then kids kind of, you know, gravitate. Hey, hey, I don't really like soccer that much, but I love baseball or boy, baseball. I, I don't really like anymore, but I love soccer. And it seems like as the, as the ages get a little bit older, the, the numbers kind of dwindle a little bit, but the, the kids that really love soccer obviously stay with it. And is that kind of the same thing going on now? I think so. I think that's probably true throughout all you sports. I, you know, just different things that I've heard and read. I mean, I, I feel like 13, 14 is, is that uh, cutoff when, when uh, you know, individuals begin to leave you sports. Um, the number one reason why, at least what I've read, is, they cite that it's not fun anymore, um, you know, and I, I just feel like that burnout is real. I'm sure there's a lot of factors, and, and we could probably talk for hours and days on the reasons why people stop participating in new sports. Um, but, you know, we see that. We see that melt, or we see players move on to other things uh, for a host of different reasons. Um, and I, I do think that's normal throughout throughout more, most sports. And as the game changes, you know, we find too is when players go to that from that 12-year-old, 13- or 14-year-old, the, the demands of the game change. Um, the game becomes harder. The field gets bigger. Um, so the athletic ability also has to be there as long as, along with a player's technical ability and tactical awareness. And a lot of times, you know, players that were having success at you know, eight years old, ten year old, ten years old, twelve years old. Now they get to the big field. They maybe haven't grown, and now success isn't what it used to be for them. And then sometimes players, you know, throughout that process, find yeah, maybe I don't like this as much. I'm gonna go try something else that, um, you know, potentially I'm either gonna be more successful at, or I just like more. I think that's that's a normal thing that that does happen. Hey Joe, where did your love for the game um, come from? Was your mom and dad, were they soccer people? No, no. My mom, you know, really growing up, um, really didn't participate in, in athletics. Um, she was a Wisconsin Lutheran High School uh, grad, and my dad was as, as well. Um, you know, my dad played baseball, basketball, and football at Wisco. Um, and then my dad uh, ended up teaching at Wisco for his whole career. So he graduated, I think, in 62 and then started there in 67. Um, coached football, basketball at Wisco and then became the assistant principal there. Uh, coached basketball up until about the mid-'80s there with uh, Glenn Roche, an old basketball sure. name. I don't know who, 
if that rings a bell. It does. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then my brothers at the time were playing hockey. And growing up, I was around basketball. That was my first love. I was in the gym with my dad when he was coaching. And, you know, that's what I – that was my love. I mean, I was the kid out there shoveling the driveway to play basketball in December. Um, and then yeah, I always thought I'd be a hockey player. My cousin played hockey at University of Wisconsin. I watched my brothers play it. But when it came time for me to, you know, grow – or to play hockey my dad had to come to me pretty much and pulled my brothers out of hockey and I didn't get the chance it, it got really expensive so soccer kind of was a natural uh a natural transition maybe from hockey and say hey soccer programs are a little bit cheaper than ice time and skates and everything else you need so my family then got to transition into a soccer family my dad was still coaching basketball but he put my brothers in soccer and you know and then probably about the age of six I, I started playing um and for me I, I loved the competition you know, I just I just loved playing whatever sport it was um, and that's probably what kept me playing three sports throughout high school is when it was basketball season for me I was a basketball player when it was soccer season I was a soccer player and, you know club soccer came in there for me a little bit and uh, conflicted at times especially with baseball but uh, you know, soccer was the thing that I was able to do at, at the division one level in college and I think that's where my ultimate love where that was became my sport was really in college is when I made that transition to hey this is this is now who I am. I'm and I love player. Joe. I love the fact that you you know you, you you're a coach's son, and so yeah. that part of it to gravitate towards that part you learned at at obviously an early age. We we're talking to Joe Lucky. He is the executive director of coaching at Elmbrook United Soccer Club. You can go to elmbrookunited.com to get more information on some of the things that they have coming up. You can go follow them on Twitter as well. Um, it is EBU Soccer WI at EBU Soccer WI. Appreciate you putting out a tweet on coming on today's show. Um, thank yeah. you for certainly thank you for doing that. If you have not been in that facility, um, boy, I'll tell you, it's a beautiful facility. I last time I was there. Joe, my uh, my grandson Keegan was playing soccer, and they he, they joined a league, and they were supposed to be kind of the wreck where it was the first time kids that played, but it was a time that there weren't a lot of teams at that age that joined that league, so they had to combine kind of the select with the wreck. And um, his first game, they lost. It was like twenty three to one or two, something like that. And I didn't mind that so much. What I minded was he wasn't hustling hard enough. And I became that grandfather who was hitting the glass, going, boom, boom, are you going to go? Come on, well, you got to go. And I would, there were some people there that thought I was the crazy guy. And I, uh, my daughter the next week called me and said, hey, were you pounding the glass during Keegan's game? I go, yeah. They go, she was like, yeah, I don't think they want you to come to games anymore. And I said, no, I wasn't yelling at anybody except Keegan. And so I didn't realize that I had that in me, Joe, but I do. I know now that I do. So I will, uh, if I ever come back out there, I'll just sit quietly and watch, watch the games because I guess sure. uh, people were thinking that I was like the crazy grandfather. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can definitely uh, get wrapped up in it for sure. One one hundred percent. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, 
I, uh, I wanted to spend the time on how you got involved in soccer because I think it's really interesting, especially when, when you, you know, hear that your dad was a, was a basketball guy for the most part. But these kids playing soccer and, you know, my son, we got him involved and I was working for the Rampage at the time, Joe and I, and I was up at Eline is where my office was. And right, a, right across on the other side of the cubicle is where I had to get him signed up to play for the kickers. And I was late. And the only league that he could get in was a Sunday afternoon um, league. And it was predominantly a Jewish league because they go to temple on Saturday and we go to church on Sunday. And it was like he, I was late. And that was the only thing I could get him involved in. And he absolutely fell in love with it, played all the way through high school. And uh, it was a really good thing that we got him signed up for that. If you have the same feeling with your son or daughter and look, they start, what age do you start uh, kids at Elmbrook? Five years old. Um, there you go. So we, yeah, we have a program for five. And, um, you know, if they have questions about that, they can, they can email me, they can call the office. Um, and, and I'm, Maybe I'm unique this way, but I welcome phone calls as well. I, I almost prefer them over emails because I think it's just a great way to connect and, and you know, get the questions answered right away as opposed to having it sit in my inbox. Hey, so, Joe, if people – so they can call the 262-781-7348 number and yeah, ask that, for you? That, I won't answer that one. They'll take them uh, – they'll, they'll t- that'll take them right to the office, and, and we have a – a great office administrator here that, that's been with the club for a long time. She does a phenomenal job. Um, she's in the office quite a bit. She has an assistant in, in here as well that they work closely together. But uh, my cell phone number is on the website. They can go on there and, and pull that off, and, and they can text me or call me um, you know, anytime pretty much, and, and I try and get back in a, in a pretty quick time. Boy, that's – you know what? That's impressive. You heard him. Don't blame me. You heard him say it. His cell phone is right there. That's how I got a hold of him. Uh, Joe Lucky, again, executive director of coaching Elmbrook United Soccer Club. Go to elmbrookunited.com. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I'll finish up. I've got a number of questions that I want to get answers for from Joe. Uh, this is a really good program. And, and again, I can tell you that if you have a son or daughter, you don't have to live in, in the Brookfield area. You can come from outside of that. Is that correct, Joe? It is. You know, we're, we're community-based, but we definitely, um, you know, fill our teams with uh, players from outside our community. And, uh, you know, it's a way that we make our teams whole. And, um, you know, in some cases, obviously, at the highest level, we're looking for, uh, we're looking for the best players we can on our team. So we don't, uh, we don't discriminate if you're not from, from the area. There you go. Elmbrook United uh, in pursuit of excellence. That's uh, right on their website, In Pursuit of Excellence. It's the Elmbrook um, United Soccer Club that I think the more I look at their website, more information I get, uh, the more impressed that I am. Located at 194th and West Lisbon Road in Brookfield. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. The first Noel, the angel did say. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. This has been a fun hour for me, talking Elmbrook United Soccer Club with Joe Lucky. 
He is the executive director of coaching uh, for Elmbrook United. You can go to elmbrookunited.com for more information. And if you have questions about anything that we talked about, uh, Joe said you can call his cell. And you can find it right on the website. And uh, he will answer those questions for you. You know, don't call him at 3 in the morning. Don't do one of those. You know, call him uh, during normal normal business hours, and he can certainly answer um, any of those questions that you may have about this program, some of the things that they do. Um, hey, how much do the kids who play for Elmbrook United, do they go from indoor to outdoor? Um, do most kids just prefer to play outdoor and then play other sports at their school? Or do you have a lot of kids that play both indoor and outdoor? So I it depends on our programming. You know, rec, they have that choice. Um, winter programming isn't included at the academy and select level. That's included in your fees. Um, so they don't have to pay anything additional. We'll, they'll have uh, practice once a week at the Brookfield Indoor Complex. So we're actually two separate uh, entities. The Brookfield, the indoor complex is actually privately owned. We have a very good relationship with them. Our, our office is here. And then our fields are at Boyd Soccer Park, which is the field that you see really close to the indoor complex. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so How many fields? Yeah, our, our, our players will, uh, so our academy and select players, it's not quite a year-round. Um, there, there are off times, and I'm a big believer in uh, going dark in any sport that someone were to play. I think those three weeks off or four weeks off uh, where a player isn't doing something organized is just, is crucial for so many reasons, not just for you know, healing and the physical part. It's mentally refreshing. And then you know, ultimately we want these kids playing on their own when no one's looking. And if we're constantly giving them organized activities, they're less likely to uh, go down in the basement with a soccer ball and get creative. So, um, But if you're playing in those two programs, you're going to have uh, something going on in the fall, the winter, and the spring. You know, and it's interesting because on, on your website and a lot of the questions that you, you may have as a parent or a grandparent or an aunt and an uncle, um, you can get these these questions answered um, in any of the programs. You know, when you talk about the fee and you talk about how much playing time um, my son or daughter can expect, what equipment that you need, um, the game format, how our teams form, things like that, a lot of things that are fairly basic to guys that have been around, you know, sports and games like that and, and, and certainly soccer like this. But if you're a first-time parent, as far as having kids involved in soccer, and you have questions and some people think, boy, I don't want to ask that question because it might sound like I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's okay. There's no foolish questions. But there's a lot of things on that website that you can get the information that you need um, to get your son or daughter um, lined up and, and give them a chance to, to try soccer and see what happens. You know, you, you heard Joe talking, he was in, in a, at basketball practice all the time until he got his, you know, first taste of soccer and realized that was a sport that, you know, he ended up playing Division One. Did you play? Yeah, you played UWM, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And I, I, I played for Louis Bennett at UWM. and um, <laughs> Louis Bennett. Fortunate. Yeah, Good. great guy. And I, yep. I've been fortunate to be surrounded by some some great coaches um, growing up, and, and he was just uh, such an optimistic guy and um, always had a vision for you know how things should look and was always looking for new ways to do things. So that was really just a transformational time for me, the opportunity to play at UWM and, and play for him. 
Yeah, we, him and I, and I haven't talked to him a long time, but we worked, you know, together. He played for the Wave. I was working for the Wave. And uh, we always, you know, when, once he figured out my last name was McGivern, he had a thing with the Irish, you know. He'd, he'd say he would make some Irish jokes that just really were quite funny. The little fella, little Louis Bennett. Where is he at, by the way? Uh, he's uh, He left UWM, and now he's uh, the head men's coach at Marquette. So yeah. he's got to be. It's got to be going on. I don't want to misspeak, but it's it's, it's over ten years that he's been at Marquette. Yeah. So he had a lot he, of success at UWM and uh, having success at, at Marquette as well. And you know, I run into him a couple times a year, and you know, just a, a, another influential guy. And I think through all those coaches that I've had, just have helped me keep perspective, like I mentioned before. And I think you soccer and you sports in general, there's such a need for perspective. Um, and I was fortunate enough just to be around a lot of good coaches that. Winning motivated them, but they did their best to make sure it didn't control them. And that's really how we try and operate at Elmbrook United as well. That's beautiful. Joe, thank you very much, man. It was really good catching up with you. Again, elmbrookunited.com. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you. I I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. I appreciate it. The club appreciates it. you know, and, and getting to speak with, with you has been a, a highlight of my weekend for sure. So thank you very much. I appreciate that, Joe. Look forward to talking to you again. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.